This is the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jessica Mikowski, mindset coach and plant-powered athlete on a mission to guide all who are ready to great heights in sports performance and life. Through the 10,000-foot view, I share teachings of living awake with the sole purpose that we all realize our innate power to be the masters of our minds. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess, your host. As you know, the only host, the only guest on this podcast. It's a dream come true. No, I love it. I love the short form episodes and things that I just like to drop in and and share as I traverse this life as an athlete, a business owner, a meditator, a yoga teacher, all the roles that I play here. Uh, and I always say, like, when you're playing your role, like right now I'm playing podcast role. So as you play your role, play it like you're going for the Academy Award. And then when you're done playing that role, move into the next role and stay in the present moment. And just, like, more often than not, feel your feet in your shoes and and feel your breath and and just become more aware not only of your surroundings but of your inner surroundings, like your inner house it's just so helpful. It's so helpful in understanding uh, circumstances in our life because we see corresponding events with corresponding how we feel. It's really interesting. So notice like reoccurring things, you know, if you always feel the same way before the swim start of a race or, or I noticed just recently on the pool deck that, well, let me go, let me go back because I think it goes back to when I stopped being a triathlete in 2016 and started training for trail run and and sold my bike and things like that. And I got back in the pool just for recovery because going to ultra running and just running and um, it was awesome. My body, I think, responded really well, but the swimming was super helpful. And I really loved the swimming. I loved the once a week, sometimes twice a week, but not often swims because I love to swim. I love to be in the water. And I noticed that I had this relationship and I and it wasn't just when I stopped triathlon. I noticed it when I had triathlon. And I think that a lot of athletes can relate to this. I had like kind of this like, oh, the pool, like, oh, the pool. It just takes so long and, you know, it's not an hour. It's, you know, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes home. Plus I have to shower because you have to shower because you've got, you know, chlorine or saline or whatever it is in your hair. And I just had like a little bit of this like ball and chain that was kind of dragging behind me with the pool. And I noticed that. And then, you know, what happened was when in 2020, when things shut down and, and the pools, they stopped. Like, so they shut down completely. Yes, we had an ocean here and we had a lagoon. I don't know. I think maybe I jumped in the lagoon maybe once or twice. But for the most part, like the swimming was taken away and I and like missed it. I missed going to the pool. So all of a sudden my desire is starting to move in a different direction. And then when it did came back, it came back as the 45 minutes, like in, out, you know, no lollygagging around. You know, you get your stuff out, you get in the pool, you got 45 minutes and I could 
you know, get a pretty good workout in during those 45 minutes. But what that taught me was like, no, you don't have to shower. No, you don't have to condition your hair twice at the pool and then come home and shower again, which, you know, is like another 45 minutes by the time you get ready. And I was doing all of these things that were creating this big, long trip to the pool that were actually totally unnecessary. So when the pools went to this 45-minute reservation, I learned that I could just have my bathing suit on with my puffy and my towel drop it, jump in the pool, get my workout done, and then ride home that way, take a shower at home. So I was I was squashing this belief that I had that it took so long to get to the pool. And it's interesting that it's changing because my behavior is changing. Like I realized I was responsible for all of that. So um yeah, I think it's important to be on to our stories. And honestly, I can't remember how I started this podcast, but I'm just going to keep going from where I am now. It's so important for us to know what our stories are and the, the things that we carry. And by by having that extra muscle or that muscle, you know, doing those bicep curls of present moment attention throughout your day you will notice more and more the thoughts that you're indulging, the cycles that you're having, and the feelings that you're having. And and the feeling is perhaps the most important thing because the feeling is is the vibration that you're creating from. So this is why like positive talk over like a, you know, closed heart and a feeling of like constriction and anger, it doesn't work. Like the positive thought doesn't work because that's not what you're creating from. You're creating from the that dominant vibration that you're feeling within your heart. So when I hear people say like, I'm trying to be nicer, I'm trying to be more compassionate. First of all, I totally get you. Don't forget, I had to look compassion up in the dictionary, which helped me tremendously. Although when I did read the uh, definition of it, I wasn't that interested in it. I was like, taking on the suffering of others? I don't know about that. <laughs> I've got enough on my plate. But I get it now. And it's a, it is, it truly is a little bit every day over a long period of time. And it's leaning into the vibration of those things. I can't just intellectually decide that I'm going to be more compassionate. I can certainly set that intention. But what I can do in meditation, what I can do when I am, you know, in the car, when I'm in moments where my level of compassion is not being challenged, I can begin to use my imagination to lean into how it feels to be compassionate. Does it feel, and go to qualities, go to like, does it feel open? Does it feel soft? Does it feel dense? Does it feel rough? Does it feel smooth? Go to those kinds of things. Those, there are 10 opposing qualities in this, in this physical existence. And they're very much like that, you know, dense and flowing. Um, so go into the quality of it. And I think also when we do that, as opposed to saying, you know, we can say, oh, I felt like a lot of pressure and constriction in my chest, as opposed to being like, I'm so annoyed. Cause annoyed has a whole meaning that goes along with it. But when we're just kind of labeling the qualities of the energy that we're feeling in those moments that are less than optimal, right? If we're nervous before a swim start or something like that, these, these repeated cycles in our lives, we can begin to breathe and relax into those things, breathe and relax into those things. And that's the only way they're going to change. So if they are reoccurring, know that they're always changing. So if you feel stuck, know that everything is always changing. It's just, are you changing to be the same? And so 
one of the exercises that I love, and I got this from my friend Golden, is to you know identify three things in your life. So three situations in your life. could be your relationship with your partner. It could be your relationship with the pool. It could be your relationship with your pace on the run, whatever it may be. And write those things, write those three things down in your journal. And then in the next column, write how you currently feel about them. And don't get too descriptive. Just how do you feel about them? And so here, just use whatever you want. You can use adjectives. You can use kind of those more broad qualities that I mentioned earlier. And then in the next column, final column, how do you want to feel about them? This is super helpful. But it's only helpful if you take time to focus on that second column where it says how you want to feel about them. And so everything in our life, you guys, everything that we have evidence of in this life was once in the imagination. And so as you lean into how you want to feel about those cycles in your life, and maybe just pick one, right? It's really good to focus the mind on one thing one thing. When we split our focus too much, we just get a lot of confusion. I, we see this a lot like in the spiritual world and the spiritual path. And so just stay focused, stay focused. So um, stay focused. And in your morning practice, just take take a couple of breaths at the beginning and then you know do your breathing exercises or do wherever. But before you kind of settle into the deeper calmness of meditation, even if that's 10 seconds at the end of your five-minute meditation, take time to lean into, to feel, to imagine the feeling of how you want to feel about that cycle pattern, you know, performance, whatever in your life. And that's how you're going to begin to change it and change it with a lot more ease because I think we think that we can change it from that data and information center of our brain, the intellect, but we can't. We can only change through experience. Change happens on a cellular level, which is why we get higher vibrations or lower vibrations because our cells are always resonating at a vibratory frequency. And that is just science, which is so cool. Like there's so much out there that reinforces, you know, we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe. And so you might use different words than vibration. It doesn't matter. It's whatever your comfort zone is. That will allow you to tap into that higher intelligence, higher mind, source, God, whatever you want to call it within you, that part that created the universe and it's coursing through your veins and tapping into that as a means to really attain those dreams that perhaps are so deep within our hearts right now, we, we can't articulate them, but it's like we know they're there. That's so exciting to me to think that there is limitless goodness in this world. There is. Abraham Hicks says there's only one stream that flows. It's the stream of well-being. And at any given time, we are pushing against that stream or we're flowing with it. And how we feel, you guys, is how we know if we're pushing against or being in flow with what is. And how we feel in either resistance or flow, it doesn't matter the why behind us feeling those ways. It's the truth that that vibration is what we are creating from. You know, it's the moment we make that decision not to stay the same anymore, um, to really 
to water some seeds and really see what can grow, you guys. All right, pumped for season three. It's coming together. Um, all right, thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. Get through this season and then go back to season one and binge it all again.